Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Baseball Podcast. We are, sadly, without Sean Spradling today. Tom, we are without any guests, which I think is an immediate turnoff for anyone who wanted to, wanted to, for anyone who unfortunately found themselves tuning in, but yeah. we'll do our, we'll do our best. What do you think? You know what? People, people hear that and they, they say that they're willing to listen to us for five minutes and then, then that's all that that's it. That's all we got. <laughs> yeah, that's, so we, that's all we got. Yeah. I just want to say, by the way, before we go any further, a guy at work one time, Jim Gillespie, big fan. Go check okay. out his comedy. He's great. Yeah, true. He told me that my hair looks like a Lego piece. I think it's looking very <laughs> Lego piece today. Yeah, it's looking very Lego-esque. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the, it's got the little like dip oh, that the Lego piece yeah. has. I just want to, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, go on YouTube and check this out because my hair, it's very Lego piece-ish. Yeah, or right it's now. like, uh, or, or you're getting a little like, not gray race bannon hair yeah my wife watches this youtuber named rachel i don't know her channel is called rachel rachel loves life and her husband shows up in her videos all the time and he i always say that he has kindergarten hair because it just i don't know it looks like his mom caught it in the kitchen and that's how i'm feeling right now okay well one well i i look at that and i say this i despise him that's what i have to say about that youtuber and uh but you know what you know what to each their own. Yeah, yeah, and who could blame him? Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> you know, it it is. This is completely on baseball related, but it is completely different when you're a married man. Like I, I'm, I'm sure there man. are. Yeah, you, you know what it is. Here's the difference. I'll give you two examples. One of them okay. being myself. My wife, her uncle Steve, was he went to West Point and then he he served in Desert Storm. He like he saw combat and then he got out. He's got like successful career in sales makes a lot of money, has a beautiful house, beautiful kids, right? I'm sure he gets up every day and goes, you know, for a jog at 5 a.m. He's in great shape. He's handsome. He looks like Kurt Warner. And yeah. then there's and then there's me, who my entire life I've been overweight. <laughs> I never get up it's, early. That is <laughs> untrue. I have, so, full disclosure, guys, uh, probably, probably about six years ago now, I had a job where instead of working, I made trading cards of all of our friends. And one of them, the ultra rare Ethan card, features a picture of him sitting at our aunt's house at age like 14, hanging heavy with a blue moon in hand. That was someone else's blue moon. I want that to be known. In a Reds J. Bruce jersey. (laughs) And he's yep. looking svelte as hell. He's arguably, <laughs> yeah. arguably looking like uh, looking like Gumby in there. And you know what? Like you know Gumby. what? Yeah, you know what people say to that. You know what they say to that? Nothing wrong that? with that. Can you not mm. talk over the drops? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Let's are try we, it again. Are we here you know to what? hear the hosts, or are we here to hear the drops? You know what people say to that? Not that there's anything wrong with that. And Thank you right. for letting it play this time. They're absolutely right. right. They're absolutely right. So listen. But yeah, dude, it's it's a different animal when you're when you're married because you just not that you don't care. Like I obviously still want my wife to find me attractive, but I've found that <sighs> I've gotten wait, 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 I've gotten this far in life on personality, on humor, not on looks. You know what I mean? You <laughs> so know, like the, I I just have to interject here. You sitting there and going, I've gotten through life on personality, humor. 
Those are brave statements. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I didn't say I've succeeded in life to this point. That's true. I just true. said I've made it this far without dying. Yeah. But See? and it, you know you know what happened when when God gave you these alleged personality and uh, and humor. He he said that, or he 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 granted you those things. And then he looked at you when you could first understand, and he said, "I was trying to help you out, get you something started." And he's right; he's yeah, absolutely right. Steve that Harvey is Rose. actually a recording. That is God. So, if any of you are ever wondering what God sounds like, <laughs> I like I, I like that in in Bruce Almighty, Morgan Freeman is God, and now we are casting Steve Harvey as God. Uh, we're not sense. casting Steve Harvey as God. We are canonizing steve harvey's mm, yeah yeah let's get let's get the pope on the phone anyway what baseball do we have in store today we want to talk about some wbc news not that there's been a ton but we're going to talk about it we want to talk about yeah. a cool trevor may video we wanted to talk about that Luis arias trade because frankly there were a lot of people who maybe saw the uh the terms of that trade and frankly they were saying uh what exactly were the marlins thinking and one one i do have to say the marlins are the home of his name is dan well were were two i have to say just question my niche because honestly there you know there's a lot to look into on that trade and we're going to go over it Um, it was really confusing to me off the bat because Okay, it matches up on paper, right? The Marlins one hitting, Twins one pitching. Fair enough. Yeah, and that's then I kind got, of one of those I, surface level details about it that makes a lot of sense because it's like, right, listen, right, right. right? Each team seems to be dealing from a strength that makes perfect yeah. sense. But then I saw like the tweets, and it was like, you know, Pablo Lopez for Luis Arias is the is the, like the framework for the trade with a few other pieces involved. And I go, okay, Pablo Lopez. I understand Luis Rise is a great contact hitter and he gets on base a good amount, but like that's kind of all he does. He's like a bad defender. He can't run. He doesn't really have a position to call home. So I was like, okay, they have Pablo Lopez for two years. He's like a pretty good starting pitcher. For Sarayas, who is kind of a one trick pony, who has something going for him. Like he's a player you want in your lineup, but and they have three years of Arias, so they get an extra year. So I was like, I would think, you know you'd be giving up more to get Pablo Lopez than you would be to get Arias. Like I would think the twins would be shipping out a few more pieces because he's more valuable. And then it comes out that the twins are getting a couple of prospects too. So I'm like, okay, that's weird. But you know, I don't know anything about prospects. I don't really pay attention to it. So I'm like, okay, a couple secondary pieces, whatever. But apparently this solace guy is like supposed to be really, really awesome. So like, I don't really understand why the Marlins were like, why don't you take this like number two starting pitcher and a really good prospect and another guy just for the heck of it for Luis Arias. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. um, So I'm pulling up Jose Salas here. I'm I'm hoping that maybe I can come up with like, you know, I hope he's related to Philly's great Fernando Salas, Fernando Salas, Philly's Philly's legend. Yeah, um, so this guy's a 19 year old he's an infielder it doesn't say specifically what position i'm gonna guess you know what i'm uh here we go okay picking up starts at shortstop second base and third base so it seems like maybe he hasn't found a home yet 
and uh, it does talk about defensive versatility. I'm reading this off CBS Sports. From so, what I was um, reading, from what I was reading, it seems like he's a shortstop now. But if he like grows into more power and puts more like weight on, he'll probably move off of short. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean the 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 typical profile for a shortstop is changing. So like you know you get guys like Correa and like. Uh, Tulo, Tulo yeah, really t- started it. Tulo kind of broke the mold, but yeah, now nowadays you, you see a lot of shortstops are like big dudes who hit for power. Yeah. Um, who are some of the other ones? Why am I blanking on this? <laughs> yeah, Correa. Um, oh, yeah, Correa, uh, Tatis. I mean, Tatis is like the best example. Yeah, Tatis Bogarts is kind of like that. Yeah. Um, so you know the, the the era of like the tiny like you know glove first like. Is like you know silver not silver the gold glove shortstop kind of over you know that yeah, that's the, still a thing the but, adam everett archetype yeah a lot of those guys i think play more as like second even second baseman are a little bit like that at times but you know the, like there really aren't any glove only positions anymore besides maybe like catcher yeah but um so this guy Jose Salas reached high A for the first time in 2022. Uh, it looks like he struggled. He hit 230 in 217 plate appearances. He had a 319 OBP, uh, slugged 340. So, you know, that's, I mean, he's 19 and he's considered one of their best prospects. Well, at one of the Marlins' best prospects. I don't know where he slots in on the Twins yet. But presumably he's going to slot in pretty high with the Twins, which makes this kind of a baffling addition. Unless the Marlins saw something where they're like, we got to trade this guy where his value is high. And frankly, what the Marlins might have seen is we're going to have to pay this guy someday. <laughs> well, but here, here's <clears throat> what, what confuses me, though. Because I understand that sometimes – you know, you get an up close look on a, on a prospect, and you might actually see some red flags, and you go, "Hey, let's flip him now while he's got some some value," instead of you know letting it go off the rails. I understand that. I don't know as much as as you know front offices do, but the thing that I don't understand is just the framework of the trade is Arias for Lopez, and then there are other pieces involved. And I just feel like the you should be sending more with Arias to get Lopez than sending more with Lopez to get Arias. And I feel vindicated because I don't know really what I'm talking about when it comes to farm systems, but baseball trade values is like really picking up steam and they have like, are like really gaining a lot of fans. And I, and they're mm-hmm. really good at assigning like a monetary value to a player. And most of the, I think they have like a 95% success rate that deals that happen in MLB like fit into their model. And so they were like, they were like, this is a massive overpay from the Marlins. Like Lopez on his own was worth more in our model than Luis Arias. And now you're adding another guy who has like $20 million in value. So like it, ju- it just doesn't make any sense. And, and we were talking about this <clears throat> earlier on the phone. And it, it's one of those things where like, if you're the Phillies or the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Astros, right. And you go, yeah. okay, for whatever reason, Luis Arias is our guy and we need him to, to, he's the final piece of our contending roster. Okay, fine. Yeah. I can understand in that case going, we're going to, you know, we're going to overpay what it takes to get our guy. And if they, if they want an extra guy, fine, have the extra prospect. Okay. I can understand that. If you think he's like the missing piece, right? You have a yeah, whole that makes lineup. total sense. The Marlins are not in that position. The Marlins suck. The Marlins are going to continue to suck. Like, I, I mean, I could be wrong. Like if a year from now, who knows, but 
I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, the, see the, the Marlins, Marlins were sixty nine and ninety three. Like they were not, not significantly close to better this year. I don't see yeah, the Marlins like, com- competing this year, especially in a division that has the Mets, the Braves, and the NL champion Phillies. Like I just don't see it happening. And all the three teams have really, really improved this offseason. Of the Braves, a little bit less so, but they've all improved. And the Marlins have improved by adding like Gene Segura and now Luis Arias. Like gr- great, awesome, but like that's not enough. So, like you said, you said it earlier, you were like, man, the Marlins are just really in a rush to clinch fourth place. <laughs> it's just exactly. Yeah, like, I, was, I was like, yeah, the, the, dude, the Marlins want to have fourth place on lockdown. Right, right. And, and the thing they don't get dude, is, the like, other thing, the other thing uh, is, like, their pitching is, I mean, I would call their pitching their strength. But, like, sure. I mean, Jesus Lazardo, not really proven i mean he was good last year but he has struggled a lot in the past so we, we don't know exactly who jesus lazardo is by any means he's 24 so you know there's a lot of room for growth there they got a lot of young pitchers here but like pablo lopez and sandy alcantara are like i mean that's one of the best one twos in the league and oh yeah like, and not to mention like if, trevor rogers was an all-star in 2021 Braxton yeah. Garrett was like a high pick. Max Myers recovering from I think Tommy John, but like he'll be coming around. Like they have a lot of pitching, man. Like yeah, obviously anything could happen and things can go wrong, but like you can really dream on the Marlins pitch. So I I guess in defense of the Marlins, you go we have enough pitching that we can deal from that. It's a strength. We really need offense, so we're willing to do this. But I, I just can't imagine there wasn't a better package out there. Yeah, Pablo, I mean, I Pablo Lopez, and the thing I understand is like, oh, Arias in a vacuum is like a good hitter. Like that's there's nothing wrong with that. He will improve the Marlins' offense. He'll probably downgrade their defense because, dude, this is another aspect of the trade I just do not understand. They shipped away Miguel Rojas, who can't hit that well, but he's a really good defender. So they shipped right. him out. They're gonna play Joey Wendell at short, who, as Kenny said, can go play in traffic. Uh, yeah, they're, true. they're gonna take friend Jazz of the Chisholm. podcast, friend of the podcast, <laughs> friend of the Kenny. podcast, Kenny. They're gonna yeah. take Jazz Chisholm, who I think is more of a bad first guy, and they're gonna play him in center field, which he's never played before. And they're gonna take Arias, who's a bad defender, all over the diamond and put him in second instead of first. What? I don't, yeah, like, it's... like they're they're doing the Phillies thing of they're going, oh, we'll get all these hitters and just play him out of position. It'll be fine. But the hitters yeah, but that play they... out of position aren't even like that good. Like Jazz yeah, is good, but like Arias is not worth playing out of position. Eh, that might come well, back to bite me. Yeah, no, like, Arias Joey is. Wendell? No, like, Arias is Arias is worth playing out of position, but but not like you know, as one of like what your top. He's like he probably slots in as what the second best hitter on the team. I mean, unless Jesus Sanchez like breaks out, which I don't know that he really showed. Well, the thing I, mean, I don't get is like, dude, is like that guy can why hit did for you, power, but like, like why did you trade Rojas in the first place? You know what I mean? Like why didn't like if you really wanted to do this, why didn't you just play? Like, I don't understand what they're doing. Like I guess they'll play Segura at third, which which that's another out of position. He doesn't really play third; he plays second. But yeah, I guess and, he played a again, lot of third in the past. I, I love Segura. You know, Segura was an important part of the team that went to the World Series this year. I mean, we love the Phillies and we love Segura, but like. Segura is not really an elite hitter by any means. And like the Phillies strategy, and admittedly the Phillies have a lot, they either have a lot more resources than the Marlins or they're just more willing to use them. But the Phillies went out there and got like some of the best hitters in the whole league. Like, yeah, Castellanos sucked last year, but the year before that he hit what, 35 homers. You know, he was was an elite hitter. 
Kyle Schwarber's an elite power hitter. Bryce Harper is just an elite player. You know, that goes right. without saying. Reese Hoskins is sneaky, like one of the better right-handed hitters out there. I mean, like he's not an extra elite, but Philly fans are very rough on Reese Hoskins. Um, and they have JT Real Muto, who is not a defensive liability by any means, but he's still probably the best hitting catcher in the league. Like the Phillies stacked elite hitters. The Marlins are stacking. Like Chisholm could be an elite hitter. Chisholm's good. He's but, not the problem. He's not the he's yeah. not the problem. Like they're going really all in on this contact heavy approach, and they picked up Segura and Arias, who are like very good contact hitters. But yeah. like. A, your offense still sucks around those. Okay, now you got two con- good contact hitters. I guess Joey Wendell's okay. And then Chisel. But, like, that's not enough. You st- you're still running Jacob Stallings out there every day, catcher. Like, like who knows what Garrett Cooper is. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, and, like, yeah, they have a ton of starting pitching, but, like, they're in a powerhouse division, and they, they have a half a lineup if, if, all thing, if everything breaks right. I mean, I, for all I know, they have three prospects in the pipeline who are going to come up and be all-stars. But, like, I don't – not that I know of, you know? Like I, right. I, I just, I don't get it, man. Like the Marlins are like baffling me. It's, I don't know. Well, they, I mean, I'm okay with it, I guess, because that that means a team that the Phillies play frequently is worse in my mind. So like that's good for me. But like it just, it always is weird to me when these baseball teams like don't make any sense. I don't think that the Marlins have ever really been that well run of a franchise. Like they've had a couple of times when they they manage to put together good rosters and then they are one of those teams out there that just eliminates all of their good players immediately well two times in their history they won a world series and literally that offseason had a fire sale and then i mean every time they've been good since then like in like 06 they had dontro willis they had dan ugla my boy they had where is it dude mike jacobs no, they had Miguel Cabrera that year. They still had Miguel oh, Cabrera yeah. in like 2006. No, but they were playing him at third, weren't they? Right, but like, yeah. you're. I don't think that. I don't know if they had Mike Jacobs yet. Uh, yeah, maybe, but yeah. still, like, I just like they have fast, a lot of good fast. players. They have Josh Johnson probably in their minor league system at that point. Like, like the future is looking pretty good for the Marlins in 06, and then they traded. Miguel Cabrera and Dontrell Willis, and Dontrell to, the t- Willis. to the Tigers for like uh, Maven, who was the highlight Andrew Cameron Maven. Yeah, Maven and Miller were supposed to be awesome and they both were like not awesome Andrew Miller was like pretty good for some other teams. Yeah, Cameron Maven didn't Cameron like Maven have like player. two or three good seasons. I mean he, yeah, he, he was, was never fine, but like that's not enough for a Hall of Fame first baseman and a pitcher who was good at the time. You know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. the other, like because D trade well, pitcher who was play. elite at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just want to is... say real fast for for all the people listening, I feel like there are certain players that stick out in your mind that you go, "That's when I got into baseball." Mike Jacobs is one of those guys. Where like when I was really getting into baseball, Mike Jacobs, which is always homering against the Phillies. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, oh seven, oh eight. You know? Yeah, like there's a few guys that just stick out of my mind of like the golden age for me of baseball. Like Ryan Church is another guy. Right. Where I'm like, man, Ryan Church was just always popping up when I when I was a little kid getting into baseball. You know, when I was ten years old. You got you guys already know who mine is, but just as a reminder. Dude, have I ever actually told the story of Dan? Did I tell that in the first podcast? 
how I just, I hated him when he was good. And, and dude, like, every time I would watch, well, I watched, like, every Phillies game in the 2009, 2010. Like, I think I, in 2009, I think I watched every game. But, like, every time Dan Ugler was against the Phillies, I don't know what it was. It just seemed like, oh, he's just going to blast one into the second deck. You know, he's going to hit a nuke. And then 2008 World or All-Star Game comes. I'm like, here we go. You know what? They have a second baseman who's pretty good here for the NL. His name is Dan <laughs> And you know what? Utley's coming out of the game. We're going to extras. But Dan Ugla, I hate him. But he hits nukes. Not a bad guy to have out there going into extras in the All-Star game. And the dude immediately commits three, like, egregious errors. He grounded into at least one double play, and I think he struck out a couple of times. Horrific. And and I was like, dude, like, what, was it because there were no Phillies in the AL? Like, you couldn't yeah. pretend that some of them were, like, former Phillies? Like, what... <laughs> the one time i want you to succeed (laughs) yeah and dude i never well i didn't never forgive him obviously i didn't no no no. wait wait wait. pause you squashed the beef i did i did um i squashed the beef but it took years like when he was on the nationals like the corpse of dan ugla the corpse of a player that many used to say about him but now, at that point, they were saying something more like, "I despise him." Because he yeah, was he very was fun bad. to watch, though, with his with his like humongous biceps. And yeah, the painted arms, dude. And he, and and he was in a time like we were talking about with you know second base was a bunch of like Kelly Johnsons out there who were like kind of okay fielders and like could hit a little bit. And Dan Ogle was just a bad fielder who would go up there and mash. Yeah, like he was like, he was like, you know was? he was a poor man's Jeff Kent. Like he was so yeah. much fun. Dude, honestly, he really wasn't even a poor man's Jeff Kent. He just didn't last as long. Yeah, I guess that's true. But yeah, like you're saying, you're saying Dan Ogle had, had stamina problems. He, yeah. he couldn't stick. He couldn't stay long enough for people. Yeah, he didn't have enough staying could, power. Yeah, but he like, couldn't make at, it last. At the end of his career, when he was terrible, I don't know what changed. I just started thinking he was the greatest, <laughs> and I literally started like this one man cult around Dan Ugla. And well, now, his like, name is also incredible. Like the name Dan Ugla is just yeah, brilliant. and the call, the home run call. But dude, I got I have a Dan Ugla Phillies jersey. I have a Dan Ucklow Marlins t-shirt. He's the reason I have a Marlins hat, which I'm pretty sure I've worn on the podcast. You have multiple Dan Ugla cards, you know, like yes. in the little such thing. A, such as this one, which and, I showed. And you also have, I remember when I went up to BC Sports one day, which was the oh, sporting yeah. goods store up the street, or it was like memorabilia and stuff. <laughs> right, right, a sporting goods were... store that used to be up the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then know. nobody they went there, so they said, yeah, yeah, they were going out of business, and they looked at their former customers, and they said, "How much more betrayal can I take?" So, That's right. And I went up there for their like, you know, going out of business sale, and they had a Dan Ugla like eight by eight and a half by eleven like glossy photo signed for like ten bucks, and I was like, "Giddy up!" Yeah. And so, and so I picked <laughs> that up, and it's it's in your shrine, right? Yeah, I do have a Dan Ugla shrine, and yeah. if this video gets one k views, okay. Yeah, you know, I, I honestly, if it did that, I would probably say this. Oh, Jesus. So 
If it gets one K views, I will I will unveil the shrine. Because you know what? Mm. Because it's because I don't put out for just anything, you know? Mm. I'm not a you, cheap well, you know, they, they gotta buy you dinner first, yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of <laughs> I don't know what I was going with that, but let's move on to our next thing. Oakland A's closer, I'm assuming closer, Trevor May put right. out a, vid- a video on YouTube, which by the way, I love the Trevor May and I know people don't like Trevor Bauer, but you know, whatever. I, I let's not get into that. But I like that there are baseball players out there who have like a, a YouTube presence that do like, you know, like Matt Antonelli does this too of like a how do how does travel work in the big leagues? How does it get right. paid work? Like I love that. You know what I mean? And so Trevor <clears throat> Trevor May put out a video um going over twenty two perks of being an MLB player. And it was everything from like, oh, you can claim your massages with your health insurance to like here's how service time works and here's how your the pension plan works and everything. And it was really cool. And we don't need to get into all the stuff because uh, who cares really? You know what I mean? I mean, I mean it's interesting. Some of them are, are kind of common knowledge too. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's interesting. I didn't mean who cares. Like it's interesting. We should go watch it, but like, people don't care about us talking about it is what I mean. But like, I just, no, wait, I, I like the idea of us bringing up this video and then being like, don't watch it. Nobody cares. about <laughs> yeah, this yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like we just do um, Trevor May slander on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, this yeah we aren't we are evidently an anti Trevor May show. So Trevor, I'm sorry, but yeah, Trevor, you know, you know what I have to yeah. say. I look at Trevor May and I say, I despise him. <laughs> is this going to be a running joke? I like this. Yeah, this should we just hate for Trevor and, May? And then then we have him on for for the, the first episode of Squash the Beef since our inaugural episode. We had I don't think we've squashed any beef since then. No, I think Kenny tenderized the beef with the aforementioned Joey. Yeah, Michael. yeah, we we tried to get him to squash the beef, and he wouldn't do it. So yeah, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, one thing though, I'll, I'll put a link into the to the description for the Trevor May video, and you guys should all go watch it. But I just want to say one thing, and I knew that this was a thing, but he brought it up, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't know. After you hit eight years of big league service time, so six years is free agency, ten years is a full pension. Eight years gets you like the golden ticket. I, I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's basically like you get a free pass. Basically, you just show up to any ballpark and they give you whatever the best seats available are. They yeah. give you two seats, so you and a guest, which is cool. Like that's great. I'm sure that's like a nice little thing that like the players union negotiated. But I'm thinking about it though. And I'm like, if you're a former player, right? Obviously, you know, you'll be at events and you know, like they keep in touch with the team and everything. I can't really imagine a lot of times former players go, let's go catch a ball game. And they grab like their grandson and just go and get, I mean, uh, I mean, why not? Well, I but guess. keep in mind though, this is for their entire life, right? Like a couple yeah. of years after they retire, I'm sure they're going to be like, dude, I've been enough of bait. I've had enough of stadiums for the rest of my life. Presumably these people don't hate baseball. Presumably. No, but Again, presumably, but like after a couple of years, you know, you start taking people to baseball games. You don't have to pay. You get good seats. I mean, yeah. that's a nice benefit, you know? It is a nice benefit. And I'm sure it's really nice when, like, you know, your grandson's in town and you get to take him there and stuff. But, like, I'm just sort of – because, you know, he brought it up and he was like, I'm really proud to be, you know, like a, a part of the eight-year service time club because not, not a lot of people have gotten there. And that is true and great for Trevor May. Congratulations. Yeah. I just think it's such a weird little benefit that obviously like the players union negotiated in for people because it's like, I, you know what it is? You know, here's what it comes down to. I wonder who was clamoring for that. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder who yeah, in the players think... meetings, like, like people were raising their hands and being like, no more service time manipulation. All right. Yeah. We're on that. We want higher pay. 
you know, we want to reach free agency sooner. We want dental care. And people are like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And some guy raised his hand is like, I'm thinking after a while, uh, what if we get like two free tickets to whatever games we want forever? Dude, you know it was like Pete Alonzo, you know? <laughs> no, no, because it was no, I'm, I'm just I'm assuming this has been around for a while. So it's like like Brad Fulmer. No, hey, like, oh. hey, hey, let me have this. No. 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 You know who it was? I figured out who it was. It was definitely Phil Nevin. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to beat ah. you. We're, we're, stop. Wait a minute. There's a meathead off. I'm going to win this right now. You ready? Yeah. Troy Gloss. Uh, yeah, I don't have any argument for that. <laughs> Come on, is there a bigger meathead than, than Troy Gloss? Well, well, yeah, but not like you know, not at a realistic time. Like, if you want the biggest meathead in baseball's history, it's probably Brett Laurie. Mm. But like, you know, I'm pretty sure the Golden Ticket was already a thing. And I know I'm the one who said Pete Alonso, but now if we're striving for historical accuracy, yeah, you know, I just said, yeah, hey. You know, yeah, they're like, no salary cap. We don't want a salary cap. We want to get paid for the first time in our lives. And then Troy Gloss in the back going, yeah, how about uh, <laughs> how about if we get to go to games? All right. And listen, obviously we can go to games because they're all like, dude, we can just do that. We don't have to pay for it. And they're like, I mean, you can throw sure. that in. Yeah, you know? why not? You know what that I, is? That, yeah. That was the Jose Salas of that trade negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I just want to say, though, I don't think we gave enough credit to Brad Fulmer. Yeah, Brad Fulmer was a meathead. Do you remember yeah. that guy on the Angels? Played vaguely. I, mean, I remember the name more than the guy. He was one remember of those Brady we, we had Anderson a... types who was, like, really angry and really buff in the steroid era, and people were oh, like, yeah. well, that was like, hmm, you yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, that was, like, two-thirds of the league. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's um, a, like, dude, you see like Mark McGuire and he, his muscles have muscles. And then it's like, he's one of those guys who has to walk in a room like this, you know, like, like yeah. one shot from Sly Cooper. Yeah. Like, he, he's not fat and he wears like a size 58 suit, you know? Oh yeah. He's just all yeah. upper. He's all, you know what it is? He's all trunk. He's a Roblox character. Yeah, yeah he is. man. Um, he's like when like, the grocery store makes a football player out of 12 packs of soda, you know? And it's yeah. just, all right angles yeah that's that's mark mcguire <laughs> um oh! another thing i wanted to talk about was team israel in the world baseball classic and i want to bring up a couple of things one wait, there was wait. good news Let, let's do this right ethan what are some of the things you wanted to bring up <laughs> so, so if you're a Team Israel fans, as I am, or just a fan of Jewish baseball players, as right. I am, there's good news and there's bad news. Good news. Two new Jewish or at least players of Jewish heritage were newly identified to right. the Jewish they, baseball community. Ideally, they are not Jewish in the same way that maybe George Santos is. Yeah, that would be bad if they're just lying about it. But who yeah. knows? But Two players were newly identified that were previously unknown. Two MLB players. One of them, Dalton Guthrie. Uh, sort of backup utility type on the Phillies. He can run really fast. He's a good fielder. Nice. Nice player. Yeah, that, you know what one, that is? Nice low player. Yeah. And the other one, I'm going to give a shout out to Lewis Keene. He's a guy I was DMing on Twitter. He talked about this. He wrote a great article on this guy's grandfather, I think, being Jewish. And, and the connections that this guy has to Judaism. 
White Sox ace Dylan Cease, who really came into his own last season. It was incredible. And so those were two players that were previously unknown to have ties to Judaism. And so that's that's really cool. And if you're a Jewish baseball fan, you got two new players to root for. That's awesome. Yeah. Here's the bad news. They're not playing for Team Israel, which sucks. Team Israel has suffered a lot of blows. How much um, more betrayal can I take? Yeah, really. And you know, get ready to play that again because Harrison uh, uh, Bader. I, I got Harrison, you. I got you. Harrison Bader, who was awesome in the playoffs for the Yankees, and he was, he was a really good defender. He had a couple of years with the Cardinals. He's a, he's a good player. He's an elite center fielder, fielder in center, you know I mean? As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. Harrison Bader, <laughs> early on with Jock Peterson and Kevin Pillar, was like, I'm in. I'm playing for Team Israel. I can't wait. And then on John Heyman, ugh, his podcast. Yeah, typical John Heyman. Yeah, John Heyman's the worst, man. On John Heyman's podcast, they talked about the World Baseball Classic, and he basically gave this. I was really looking forward to playing, but I just decided, you know, with the offseason, it was just best for me to go to spring training, which I guess I don't want to begrudge a player that. Like, they know themselves, they know their body and their routine better than anybody. And, you know, like, obviously there's millions of dollars on the line as opposed to, like, really an exhibition tournament. I understand I wanted to play, but it really it is like a kick in the teeth because he had committed and they formed this really formidable outfield of three really productive MLB players. Kevin Pillar is coming off an injury, but still really three really productive MLB players. Right. And then he kind of just kneecapped that. And it, it was just the worst, man, to be a Jewish baseball fan and, and see that. And then you hear that Dylan Cease is identified as Jewish and you're like, oh, man, that's an ace you could put in the rotation. And then he was like, yeah, I'm not going to play you. And yeah. it's like, I don't begrudge these guys. I also don't know their connections to Judaism. I mean, it could be as simple as like, you know, Peter Kurtz, the the GM of Team Israel, hit up Dylan Cease and was like, hey, I see you're, you know, technically Jewish. You interested? And he was like, no. Yeah, and like he was like, I don't, I'm not, you know, I've never been in a synagogue before. Like, I don't care. And like, right. you know, that's his prerogative. But it, it just is a bummer. But but anyway, that, that was a big, you know, it, it like I said, it just kneecapped, the, you know, the team. It was, it was, and that, that, I'm, I'm going off the rails here. You can play Casianos again if you want. But here's what I'm getting at. I, I'm, obviously, I'm obviously a Team Israel <laughs> fan. And so if you don't like that, fine. Turn it off. But I uh, if you don't like that, if you don't like that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And he's right. But but I, mm. I love Team Israel. And it really bothers me when people do this thing where they go, the World Baseball Classic stupid and you know, the eligibility rules are stupid. And, like, look at Israel. It's all Americans. And that's pretty much true. Israel had one player from Israel in 2017. Their Olympic team had, like, six or four or something. And I'm right. assuming they're not, they're not going to have a heck of a lot of Israeli natives on this team. So I understand that complaint. However, I don't think it's fair that it's directed towards Israel exclusively. Because Italy does pretty much the same thing, where they had just bring over a bunch of Italian right. MLB or minor league players. And here's the thing that really bothers me is every team uses the rule book the best way they can. So the Dominican Republic has plenty of natural grown talent. They augment it with a guy like Manny Machado. Japan mm-hmm. just brought in Lars Newtbar. T- uh, well, but, but keep in mind, though, that Lars Newtbar is that is one of the most Japanese names of all time. Yeah, you are right. You, about you that. do. You can't forget about that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But but like. South Korea just brought in Tommy Edmund. Like every team is getting on board and saying, "Hey, we're going to get the best players that we can at the you know positions that we can, and we're going to try to assemble the best team that we can." And there's nothing wrong with that. But Team Israel is kind of the scapegoat for these people to say this tournament's stupid. It should just be you know players that, that were born there. And that's whatever. 
okay, fine. If that's the way you want to do it, you want to be like FIFA, fine. I think that's stupid, and the talent pool isn't there to do it that way. Right. So if these we, are the we did talk about under, that with <clears throat> we talked about that with Sean on his first appearance, and I think we all basically agreed, like, yeah, you know, it would be nice if they could do homegrown talent, but like at the end of the day. If it's you're only there. doing homegrown talent, you're going to have, what, like four teams in the league? You're going to have Korea, the U.S., Dominican Republic. You could probably get Venezuela in there. Venezuela yeah, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Japan. Japan. Like, it's not, there's not going to be enough that you can have a, you know, a big tournament that people are going to care yeah. about. Australia and, 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 could and, probably field a team, but it would not be competitive. Yeah, same thing with the Czech Republic. But here's what I'm getting yeah. at. Team Israel has oh, a huge dude. fan base. Even though they don't watch it, like baseball in Israel, there's plenty of American Jews that like th- their team is Israel more than it is the United States. And right. here's the thing that really bothers me: people are like Israel's just finessing the rules so they can win. Israel might be trying to, as every team should be trying to, <laughs> you should be trying to assemble the best roster you can. But can I give you a list of names that Team Israel hasn't gotten that I'm sure they'd love? Paul Just give, give us a sampling. Don't ready, ready? give every name because you said it to players, me. It's a lot of guys. Here are play- I'm, no, I'm not going to give you the whole team, but what I'm saying is here are players that would really that Team Israel would love to have that they didn't get. Paul Goldschmidt, Max Fried, Alex Bregman, Harrison Bader, Dylan Cease, right? Yeah. Like I, dude, that's what, five, six all-stars right there? And then they have other guys like Rowdy Tellez, great first baseman, played for Team Mexico. Right in 2017, Ian Kinsler and Alex Bregman both decided to play for the U.S. Like Team Israel is is going to be yeah, like using all Americans, but it's not like the stars that you think it is. Like they're not even like Adam Adovino and Mike Mustakis married Jewish women, so like that means they could would be eligible. I don't think they're going to play right. Adovino's in for Team U.S. Like these got like they're not they're not like we're going to run the tables like they think they are. Like I want Team Israel to go far. I want them to win the whole thing. It's not I don't think it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like right. I think they're going to have a competitive roster. I think they're going to. I'm hoping they have a couple more surprises up their sleeves, and they got some good players like Garrett Stubbs and Jock Peterson and Dean Kramer. But like, uh, what are people complaining about? You know, like the U.S. is still going to kill it. The DR is going to kill it. Venezuela is going to kill it. Japan is going to kill it. Like the teams that should kill it are going to kill it, and the teams that aren't that good, like Australia and the Czech Republic and stuff, aren't going to be that good. Like Team Israel is going to settle somewhere in the middle, along with like Italy and stuff. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like I just, I don't understand, man. Like, don't you want to see the most fun? baseball that you can at the world baseball classic and like there are purists out there who are like well i don't know manny machado is not uh, wasn't born in the dominican republic so i don't know if you should play there but like is that really fun or do you just want to see a great game and say you know what manny machado is awesome let him play like i don't get it man i, don't I think it. that um it's probably derived a lot from you know there's certain people us included don't don't get this twisted there are a lot of people who just like to complain about things. That is true. And I imagine if you're rooting for one of the teams that's maybe not as good as Israel, like if you're a fan of, I mean, the Netherlands are probably equivalent to Israel, but, you know, the Netherlands can look at it and be like, it's, it's I think it's 100% Dutch citizens, right? Well, the Nether- I'm really glad you brought up the Netherlands because the Netherlands, yes, they use... I mean, I I could be wrong. I haven't seen the roster, but as far as I know, they're using all Dutch citizens. Oh, wait a minute! No, that's not true because they're bringing uh, Richie and Josh Palacios, who are Americans. So even they're using the rulebook oh, to their advantage. Go. But the the Dutch are a great example because 
yes, they're Dutch citizens, but they have a bunch of guys from Curacao and Aruba and St. Martin, which are right. not the Netherlands. Like, yeah, they're yeah, Dutch, they're Dutch possessions, and I'm sure they hold Dutch passports or Kingdom of the Netherlands or whatever. It, the umbrella yeah, I'm pretty term sure is. they do, yeah. But, but like, do you see my point of like everybody yeah. has their weird like rules? Like, Italy can just kind of get a bunch of Italian Americans. Like, the Dominican Republic has Manny Machado. Like, the Netherlands can use these Caribbean guys. Like, every team should be assembling the best team that they can. I don't understand these purists out there who, like, if you had it your way and it was only players born on this soil with passports, then it's like, is that that much fun? Then there are, like, five teams that are going to beat up on everybody else. Like, Yeah, then it's just... And then it's just like, you know, it's a three-game tournament. It's like, yeah. oh, the U.S. plays the Dominican Republic and Japan plays Korea, and then the winners play each other for the title. Right. right. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, And, like, honestly, I'm hoping there are way more surprises out there. Like, I'm hoping that, like, Australia can be like, oh, who knew that, I don't know, you know, Justin Verlander's, you know, mom was from Australia. Like, I like I mean, that's not true. Right. Like, yeah, I'm no, hoping an Australian that, Justin Verlander. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I'm really hoping there's a bunch of those out there of being like, oh, and surprise, Bryce Harper's mother is from Nicaragua. Go enjoy, Bryce. Like, I hope there's a bunch of that. Like, I love that about the World Baseball Classic. And right. I, I think it sucks that people, like, want to take that away. Without, you know, having a, a large number of countries with, like, robust baseball programs because a lot of these countries do have baseball programs they're just not competitive like the czech republic for example without that i mean the the draw of the world baseball classic kind of is like you you take all these major league players who are all on their own teams and everything and you're you're kind of like redrawing the lines a little bit it's like nobody ever expected to see like trout harper uh you know people were talking about judge he didn't commit right no but like no, you know kyle like, tucker JP yeah Muto, Star. nolan arenado paul goldschmidt like nobody expected right. to see a team like that put together ever and then on the flip side you got you know like the dominican republic you got venezuela who it's like these Teams are also all-star teams in their own super right. Super teams. Yeah, yeah, super teams. Venezuela, uh, home of new twin Pablo Lopez and also new Marlon Luis Arias. <laughs> yep. And the two prospects that were also dealt are from Venezuela. Uh, yeah, I did see Sean did post that. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, let's get I into think Sean. that. Let's dive into that really fast. Well, uh, I do want to mention really quick. It, it does seem like a lot of that criticism is directed at, at Israel. And... You know, honestly, Italy is doing literally the exact same thing. Like, yeah, there there are no Italians on the Italy team, right? It's all Americans. I mean, I'm sure they're. I'm like, I'm sure filling out the roster, they might have like, oh, Alex Liddy. You know, yeah, but we like, have Giovanni yeah, gonna... Giovanni Vespucci. Yeah, but like, I'm sure it's going to be all Italian, you know, Italian Americans, and like, right. I love that. There's nothing wrong with that. I want Italy to be awesome. Like, I want them to get Anthony Rizzo and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. come on, guys. Like, what are what are we what are we complaining about? But let let let's get into Sean. You had something you wanted to say. Um. Okay. So I have this campaign that I've started on Twitter. I want to lead off by saying. I ran this by Ethan the other day. I also ran it by my brother. You guys know him. You guys love him. Brian, he has appeared on one podcast. Um, I decided that I'm not unhinged enough on Twitter. And um, the start of me trying to lose the hinges, okay? I'm trying to let the hinges fall away. I want 
MLB and specifically like the people who deal with the World Baseball Classic to acknowledge their shortcoming in the fact that they straight up just kind of don't market anything. <laughs> like the yep. marketing for the World Baseball Classic is very poor. Like every once in a while you'll see that like, oh, Mike Trout was named the captain of Team USA, which he was, you know, <laughs> breaking news. Yeah. Uh, but like, and you'll the see only that. person... The only person of, of note in the baseball world who's semi-consistently doing things is J.P. Morosi, who's great, love him, awesome. But, right. like, you can tell that he just has a passion for it. And every time he's on MLB mm-hmm. Network, it's like, I love the World Baseball Classic. I can't wait. And I'm assuming he's doing this of, their own voli- of his own volition. Like, I don't think MLB is going, you know, hey, get out there and write us some articles. Yeah. You know it's I mean? probably like, – it. I'd be willing to bet a lot of it. It's just because it's the off season, But – as True. we've discussed before, Sean has kind of like taken up the sword in that field. Sean is not on MLB's payroll. MLB, as far as I know, does not acknowledge that Sean exists. And he's out there just giving them free marketing. He's making these graphics so that you can just pull them up and be like, oh, there's the there's Team Venezuela at a glance. There they are. There's the team that I have chosen that I'm going to die on this hill. And I will still die on this hill. But what I'm adding to the hill is I'm officially calling for MLB to give Sean free merch and free tickets because it's the least they can do. Agreed, 100. Like, percent I think they, I think they owe it to him. I think they yeah, owe like, it to him. Like who else is out there doing this stuff? Like there's a couple other guys that he's mentioned. Like Hector Gomez does what the Dominican team. Or is he Mexico? Yeah, that sounds right. But I don't know of any other accumulator who just yeah, says, that's the thing. Who just is constantly saying, "Here's all the news that I know, and I'll give it to right. you as soon as I can." Like that's Sean. So, he's awesome. So and, and he and he's out there doing podcasts all the time and doing interviews and like I just want to I'll, I'll give a shout out. Ready? We got our. This is awesome. We got our first fan email the other oh, day. Oh, shout out to Ed, Ed Litos. <laughs> Seems like a good enough guy. And he runs a <laughs> some sort of baseball uh, baseball radio show in Connecticut. I hope you all go listen to him. I can, can you just up. read the email? Do you have you it to, still? You want me to read the email? Yeah, I yeah. Can read like it's it just this is this is one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. And some of you may say I'm not. Some of you may look at that and say, uh, "A just question, my liege." Here, I got it up. You ready? You ready? Yeah, some of you may wonder why this is great, but. Ethan, take it away. We laughed very hard at this. So our our podcast email, right? Yeah. You can email us at thebaseballpod at gmail.com. We've gotten some random emails, and they'll be like spam. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sign up for this thing, whatever. And we got our first email from a real person, and it goes, Hello, my name is Ed Litos. I help produce a monthly baseball show on WMRD and WLIS radio in Middletown and Old Saybrook, Connecticut. We are doing a, ba- a program on February 26th about international baseball. Cool. All right. Now, at this that's, point. That's right up our alley. Yeah, at right this point, when alley. Ethan's on the phone, part of my brain is going, I wouldn't mind being on the radio. Yeah, somebody liked what we had to say, <laughs> and they got a platform. Here's where it takes a hard left turn. We're doing a program on February 26th about international baseball. I would like to see if Sean Spradling could join us to talk about the WBC. <laughs> I know he was on your podcast recently, as well as another one that I heard last week. Do you have a phone number or email address that I can get from you? I'm not on social media, so that's why I'm reaching out to you. Thanks for your time, Ed Litos. Dude. And, uh, and I had a, I, may I, may I, 
I had a few different I do. Emotions. I want to add really quick. The worst part is we do have that information. <laughs> well, here's the best part. I had a few different emotions go through me. My first, like, you know, reaction was sort of like, oh, man, like, I was all excited to get this, like, fan mail. And then it wasn't even for me. And then my my second one, which is the overpowering emotion, was this is hilarious. Yeah, this is incredible. awesome. This is ten <sighs> times better than some guy just being like, "Oh my gosh, I'd love to have it in your show." Like this is so much better. This is like right. when you go into like a laundromat or something, and the guy frames the first dollar bill he ever made in business. Like yeah. I'm gonna frame this email because it's hysterical. And so I was like, I had Should a lot we sell of things copies going on. Of it? Should that yeah, be our dude. first podcast yeah, can, merch? Can we put it on a shirt? Like this, like I had this, yeah. I had this, like a lot of different feelings going on. And then I was like, and then I really thought about it and I sat down and I was like, all right, I'm going to put myself in Ed's shoes. <laughs> if, if I wanted to have somebody on my show or interview them or whatever. And the only way I knew of them was because I heard them on another show. And I went, you know what? I'm going to ask them if they can help me out. And I emailed them. And just went, hey, I really love this guy. I know he's on your show. Can you help me out here? I would want them to give me an answer. You know what I mean? Like, I would want them to be like, sure, here's how you get in touch with him. So that's what I did. I hit up Sean and I said, hey, Sean. I said, just send him a screenshot. I was like, you want me to give the guy your email? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So I sent sent him on over Sean's email. And I just was like, how can I listen to the show? And he sent me a link. And I went back and listened to one of his shows. And they were talking about Connecticut baseball history. And it was kind of cool. And right. uh, and I, the, on February 26th, I'm going to tune in and listen to them with Sean. It should be really fun. Yeah. Here's why I brought all that. Well, I don't know why I brought all that up, but here's where what it really comes down to. Ed Litos, <laughs> I'm assuming I'm saying his name right. If I'm not, then feel free to email me again. No, I no, you know say, what? If if he's saying it wrong, feel free to come on the podcast and berate him. Yeah, that's a him. good point. Ed, we'll have you on the <laughs> show. Ed, I want to say thank you for your fan mail because one – that's the first one we ever got. Thanks. True. Two, yeah. What a story, man. And I, I just want to say, in all seriousness, <laughs> what we're an opener. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, in all seriousness, Ed, if you're listening, I hope you are. We're not making fun of you, man. Like, this is, <laughs> like, dude, yeah, you no, listen. And that's all I wanted out of this podcast. Like, you listen. So thanks, man. Really, thank and, you. And, and I'm also, glad we could put. Th- this is not a tongue in cheek remark. We both agreed that's the best possible fan mail. Yeah, it was hilarious. It's fan mail like, for somebody else. Yeah, you know what it is? I'm going to be telling that story forever, whereas if we just got a regular old piece of fan mail, we'd be like, wow, how nice, thanks. Like, this yeah. is so much better. And we helped him out. We could put him in touch with Sean. And Many off say. They, uh, yeah. yeah, off they go. So great. Every, you know what it is? Everybody's happy. So, Ed, thank True. you. I can't wait to listen to your show with Sean. And, yep. uh, yeah, hit me up if you're if no. you, if ready. And- Freddie, if you listen to any of our other shows and you want to have any of our other guests on, Feel free to hit me up, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> and that goes for anybody. If yeah. anybody else out there goes, we don't like you, Ethan, but we want to talk to somebody else that you had on, hit me up. Yeah, and you know what we'll say to them. We'll say, <laughs> I was trying to help you out, get you something started. That's and what we right. have to say. And so, no, that's a that's a natural transition. Can I yeah. bring something up? Can I bring something up? You stated earlier you that you, you, you worked your Victus connections, and we're going to get an interview with the two founders of Victus, which I'm really looking forward to. I hit up, there's a guy, you know, now I think about it, I didn't ask for his name, and I should have, because this is going to sound a little awkward, but I'm working with what I got. There's a guy who runs a YouTube channel called Baseball International, and it's exactly what it sounds like. He just goes over. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a cooking channel. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just goes over like here are the standings in different winter leagues around the world. Here's what you can look forward to in the WBC. Here's the best player from each country. It's just inter- international baseball topics. And I've been right. following him for a couple of years, and he puts out great videos. So go follow him at International Baseball. I hit him up on Twitter. Couldn't have been nicer. We're gonna have him on the show. And once I find out his name, I'll give it to you. And um, yeah, yeah. As Updates I, as I forthcoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to plug that we're gonna have him on the show, so that should be super fun. And we got some, yes, we are. We got some stuff percolating. I talked to Kenny about coming on the show again, talking a little. Dude, MLB I'm so ready for that. I want to know who else Kenny thinks can go play in traffic. And uh, I got a couple other things cooking. I don't want to give out their names yet because if they bail, I wouldn't blame them, and I don't want them to feel bad. So, right. uh, so yeah, we we got some we got some coffee percolating right now. Tom, yeah, what, you say? what some people call it. Okay, I would never say anything like that. I don't talk like this, but some people say we got some irons in the fire. Before we go, okay, I I just want a, a little quickie here. I I am looking you dead in the eye, and I am saying I want to play a game. So, this is the return of the games for the podcast so um we will not be playing melvin mora for those of you who remember melvin mora can be kind of time consuming what we can play instead is another game that we developed and um this one we name all of our games after the winner of the the first game so for example no, 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 get... the, the, the name of the player that we determined yeah. was the best yeah. not the person who won so for example if we played a game where you had to come up with the biggest oaf in major league history which we have played we never named it but yeah the game would... would be called adam dunn yeah it would likely be called adam dunn who by the way i do have an adam dunn story i'm not going to tell it this episode but email us at the baseball pod <laughs> <laughs> for 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 Tom's Adam Dunn. If you want to hear it, um, but yeah, so um, this game is entitled. It's called Elmer Descends. And do you want and, to tell um, them why? Th- so we we decided to have a competition to try to name the most random baseball player you could possibly think of, and it was a titanic battle. But in the end, I said Elmer Descends. <laughs> And I won. <laughs> so let's let let's establish a few ground rules, right? We had ground rules for Melvin Mora, and we there's not a them. lot. Well, wait. I just wanted to give you. I just wanted to pro, propose them to you off the top of my head. Okay. Let's say so we don't get out of hand, right? Let's let's keep it to a time period. I'm thinking 2000s and on. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it, it's not really fun to be like pie trainer. You know what I mean? I'm, so I'm thinking players from that we know, so the year 2000 on, and yeah. I'm saying we go with. What do you think? Three or five players each? I think three. I think five. Five is going to take a long time. All right. All right. So we'll each give three players. And you know what? Ready? Let's give three players. Hopefully we'll get some fan mail and they can determine the winner. And if not, we'll determine a winner next episode. There you go. Yeah. So so people have something to come back to. So, okay. Yeah. So can I kick it off? Yeah. Why why don't you kick it off? I got a good one. Kick it. You ready? Yeah. You ready? Rico Bronia. <laughs> All right. You'll, now you like that? I will I will see your Rico Bronia. And I will raise you one Randy Choate. <laughs> <laughs> the spit take. <laughs> Oh, 
Yeah, that wasn't planned. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that wasn't. Oh! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Randy Choate. What a name. You know what? Randy Choate. Nothing there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Is that it? Is it a one round? Dude, I didn't that? expect that to get that kind of reaction. I was worried about the about the next couple I was going to come oh up with. Oh my gosh, dude. Randy, Randy Choate was really good. <laughs> you know what? Oh. Let's play out the string. Why don't, why don't, you, why don't See, you give me I your second like one? Because I had one, but it's, it's not going to match up for Randy Choate. I'm going <laughs> to go with Steve Lombardozzi. Steve Lombardozzi is a good one. I am a member of the Steve Lombardozzi subreddit. <laughs> Randy <laughs> Let, let me God. offer you my next one. Let me offer you my next one. Norris Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me see if I can redeem my... I think you're winning 2 nothing right now. Let me see if I can redeem myself with, with a little... Reniel Pinto. Whoa, that's a good one. You like that? All right, all right. Let me uh, let me hit you with a little Nafi Perez. No, 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 no. People remember Nafi Perez. You, you want me to come up with another one? No, no. You no. You you blew three loads. That's it. All right. Okay. Well. All right. You know what, oh. fans of whom there are many, tell us who you think took the round. I oh mean, man, my head hurts. That spit take I, was awesome. I I was not expecting a spit take on Randy <laughs> Choate. Well, see, this is fun, just the two of us. But I'm really <laughs> looking forward to having like Sean on and stuff, <clears throat> and and like it's more fun when you get more people involved. So yeah, let's thinking, let's try and do a maybe we do a World Baseball Classic themed one. That's gonna you be hard, I mean? dude. There's guys like uh like no, I think there was some guy. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. Man, man, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we do a World Baseball Classic themed Elmer Descends, and you can only name non MLB players. Oh, jeez, Martin Trevanko. Ready? <laughs> I'm gonna win. No, I'm gonna win this right now. Diego Mar Markwell. I don't even know who the hell that is. That's a great name, though, isn't it? That's an A plus name. Um, the one that I have in mind, and I don't want to ruin it because I I'm not certain that I remember this guy's name, but his name was like Fernando Nanita or something. Who was that? He, uh, dude, he was like the left fielder for the Dominican Republic in like 2009, and I was like, they couldn't find anybody better than this guy. <laughs> like the Dominican uh, well, I Republic. I said this last time with Sean when, when Puerto Rico now, went up against the U.S. Now I need to find out who it was, but continue. Yeah, when Puerto Rico went up against the U.S. in 2017, they were like loaded, and they had like Baez, Lindor, Correa, uh, Yadier Molina, Carlos Beltran, Angel Pagan, Raymond Fuentes. Yeah, and it's like, all right. Something's off here. Did you find yeah, the that, guy? That's weird. Okay, hold on. Let, let's go. There's South Korea, Australia, Cuba, Mexico, South Africa. There's Venezuela. Dominican Republic. Where is he? Just control F, Fernando. No, I don't, I don't remember that that was his name. And I don't. I also don't remember that it was 2009. I might have to get back to everybody on this. It might have been uh, what 2013. 
Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a little more research and we'll we'll find our guy. I'll leave you with this. Yeah. In 2006, the pitching coach for Team South Africa was. May I get a drum roll? No. No, All you right, know thanks. what you can get. You know what you can get. Can I get? I was gonna ask. Can I get a drum? <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Here you go. I got you. Oh! Oh! All right. The pitching coach for Team South Africa was Lee Smith. <laughs> you like Lee that? Smith, who retired <laughs> in the middle of the season in what 1997. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's like that's like when it, when you see like you know MLB Network would put up a, a graphic that's like you know familiar names in strange places, and it's like Orioles Reggie Jackson, South Africa Lee Smith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there it is. It's Ricardo Nanita. Like, who the hell that is, is that guy? Did he play in MLB? <laughs> let's let's find out. Yeah, let's look him up. Ricardo uh, Nanita. It's you know it's it's just NPB statistics. <laughs> so yeah, probably well, not. Answer. How do you spell N A N? N A N I T A. Ricardo Nanita. Dude, I was like, who the hell is this guy? Dude, I don't know who this guy is. Like, what? Yeah, I pride myself. I've watched <laughs> baseball for pretty much my entire life. I love baseball. I would like to think that I know more about baseball. I'm in like the 95th or higher percentile of Americans knowing about baseball. Like, I love baseball. I don't know who oh! that is. I don't know who that is. And that's how I felt yeah. watching that 1997 Phillies game that I was telling you about, Tom. Yeah. Where I was like, yo, I love the Phillies in particular, and I don't know who Ron Blazier is. Yeah, I mean, like, I like who are these people? Right. Well, yeah, listen, a wasteland, and you know what it is? That's how we're gonna feel, like you know, forty years from now, when people are gonna be like, who the hell is Tim Mesa? You, yeah, I mean? you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, who? like, excuse me, like what? Who who was David Herndon? Like, yeah, well, who is this Lurie Garcia? Lurie Garcia <laughs> yeah. guy you keep talking yeah. about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Dude, well, and, so, and who listen. is Randy Choate? Well, now they know. Yeah, so, <laughs> dude, frankly, that reaction, we might have to rename this game. I've, Randy Choate? I was, no, we can't. We can't. Elmer yeah, Descends. El Elmer Descends is such, it's mostly <laughs> because his name is Elmer. But listen, so we promised everybody we would log off, and they're all sitting here, and they're all saying, How much more betrayal can I take? So, yeah. why don't we... um sign off for now look forward to um we're going to try to have sean on again we discussed having on the founders of victus in a baseball international i really tripped over that word completely glitched out my my brain motherboard completely melted it's run it's like an episode one when the battle droids just in the middle yeah you know all right so fans Send us an email. Tell us what you think of our Elmer Descends rules, our Elmer Descends submissions. Maybe submit and a couple of your own. Who was this episode's Elmer Descends winner? And honestly, yes. let's put this out there. I just want to say, if we grow and grow and start making money, we might have to rescind this offer at some point. Sorry, when we grow and grow and start making money. But as of now, where no one listens to our podcast and we got nothing better to do, if somebody out there is listening and they just want to come on and play a game, email me. Let's do it. Yeah, email us and say, I want to play a game. Yes. Because we got a couple of them that we have not unveiled yet. Baseball Pod 2 on Twitter. You can DM us or yep. tweet at us or whatever and email us at the Baseball Pod. So, anyway, All I right. hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening.